Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Facebook's safety teams protect billions of people each month. They lead the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested more than $13 billion in the last five years, quadrupling their safety and security teams to 40,000 people and investing in industry-leading AI technology to enhance safety on their platforms. It's working. Over the last several months, they've taken action on 1.7 billion fake accounts, 51.7 million violent and graphic posts, 62 million explicit adult posts, 9.3 million drugs and firearms sales posts. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Keeping your feed safe will continue to be everyone's priority at Facebook. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Y'all never mind me. Hey everybody, I was thinking about a um a message I heard um not too long ago from it was uh, another pastor Tim Wise and I'm not too sure if I did a podcast on it or talked about it in a previous podcast, but it still was on my mind today so I figured I'd just uh, rehash it if I didn't talk about it that first time I talk about it now. And he was talking about um it was a a faith thing and he was talking about you know there was a story of when Jesus was in a boat with some disciples and a storm came upon um, the ocean or the uh, the sea where they were traveling and it was tossing a boat and they were thinking that it was going to be bad and the disciples were all worried and concerned and uh, the crew of the ship were concerned and when they looked for Jesus to, to see what was going on he was downstairs sleeping and uh, when they when they finally woke him up and told him, you know, hey, there's a storm outside. Don't you care if we live or die? And Jesus kind of rebuked the, the disciples, telling them that they didn't have faith, and that he spoke to. Then Jesus spoke to the storm, and you know, it calmed down, and the wind calmed down, and the waves calmed down, and everything calmed down, and they traveled along their path. And what Tim Wise was talking about was. Um, I take that back. It was a combination of Tim Wise and Pastor YPJ out of South Bend, Indiana. And he was talking about how some of some of the issue about that, the faith of the disciples was they were they were at first they questioned to see if Jesus really cared about them as individuals, because it seemed like they would perish. And presumably he would, too, on on the boat if it capsized or if it was destroyed by the storm. So they were talking about why, why didn't he care and why didn't he make a move to, uh, to, to get him out of there or to help him out so that the ship wouldn't, wouldn't be uh, destroyed. And it's interesting because in our daily lives, we think about when we think about our own issues or troubles that, that befall us, or just, you know, living this life, we think about when something happens, we, we think, God, don't you care? I'm in distress. I'm in, you know, I got this going on and it's not a good thing or, you know, this happened to someone I love and it's not a good thing. And we we think that, God, don't you even care that, you know, whether we 
our good or whether we're 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 in trouble don't you care at all and the issue with that is it's an interesting one because it's not a matter of god caring because of course he does care and we we believe as believers that you know somehow because something happens to us that that means god doesn't care but it's not a matter of you know faith is not that nothing will happen faith is that whatever does happen that god will get you through it that's how that's how the faith works you believe that for again for me it's god but for you it may be whatever whatever you choose to believe will get you through it that's the faith in that thing you have to believe in and it's not that nothing bad will ever happen to you and i think that's that's what pastor ypj and tim wise were saying many believers get caught up on the you know once i've accepted christ or once i've accepted god and i've been following that you know nothing bad should ever happen to me and they and people quote the scripture no weapon formed against me shall prosper well it's it in that even in that scripture it talks about a weapon being formed so it can be created it can be uh brought to the fight it can be raised to the fight and it can even be swung at you but it won't prosper meaning that it won't have any it won't have any effect it won't have any lasting or damaging effect so in the case of the disciples uh the storm could come and yeah storms will come literal storms for the disciples but it doesn't mean that god doesn't care it doesn't mean that he has no concern for for them or for himself or for humanity as a whole and as believers the difficulty is getting past that well if i believe in you then nothing should have happened nothing should have if i if i followed you then nothing should have happened. This shouldn't even, I shouldn't even be in this position. And it's not that it's, it's a greater belief that whatever happens, even if something seemingly bad happens, that a, the scripture said it all works together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purposes. So that's that. And then even on top of that, the no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So even if the weapon is a storm in the case of the disciples, we're talking about the overall the overall impact and that's what that's what the faith is it's faith to get us to the point to realize that even though storms happen and even though you know it seems like all is lost and it seems like all is unfair that God still cares enough about us and that we should believe that he loves us enough that even even despite the storm and through the storm and before the storm and after the storm that he'll he'll take care of us and he has been taking care of us and he that he does take care of us and i'm reminded of the story of job and how that was a terrible situation the story of job and how he got sick and he lost his children and he lost his uh family and he lost his friends told him you know this is not a good thing. You must ascend. And his wife told him to curse God and die. And Job felt like he was, he was uh, ostracized by God and being cursed. And even through all that, all those storms, all of those, Job kept his faith. And Job remained steadfast in the thought that God is sovereign. And whatever this is, I don't know. I don't think I deserve it. But 
I still trust God. So whatever, you know, whatever happens, if it takes me out of here, then so be it. I'll go with that thought on my mind. And it's a very, very, it's an interesting and a trying uh, circumstance, I guess, to go through a storm and then to still say when you don't understand it. And it does seem completely unfair and it does seem completely one sided and it does seem completely uh, out of the blue as in the case of Job. But what what gives me hope is that even in the case of the disciples, that he he calmed the storm. And I, I found it interesting that in the scripture, Jesus never spoke to the disciples to calm them down. He spoke to the storm. And I guess for me, that was an, that was an illustration of how how much control God has. And I'm speaking for my life, of course, everything I say is talking to me first and then to you and those who receive it. So um, he spoke to the storm and not to the people because you would think that he would calm the disciples down and, you know, hey, it's all good. Take it easy, guys. But he rebuked them and then spoke to the storm. So I think if you if you can focus on the size of and you've heard many ministers say it, if you can focus on the size of your God in lieu of the problem instead of, you know, there's a minister that says you should stop telling God about your problems and start telling your problems about your God. And it's, it's that same, that same thought process because you have to, you have to get it within yourself to know that even though this storm happens and you may feel it's unfair, it's not right, it's not good but there's a God that's greater than all of that. There's a God that's greater than your problem. There's a God that's greater than whatever the situation may be. And even if he doesn't speak to you, he can speak to the storm. And even the storm and the winds will obey. And that's what the, the people on the ship with Jesus and the disciples talked about. They talked about even the winds and the waves obey him. So it it um it was just on my mind just because that... That happens so often, even especially for believers. I probably say even more so for believers, believing that nothing should happen, nothing bad should happen, or nothing seemingly bad should happen. Not even understanding the full orchestration of creation, that whatever the bad may be that happened, that it could be, or more more likely, it's part of a greater plan. It's part of a greater plan. And even in the case of uh, Job, Job was restored. And even in all the cases where there was a storm or a test or a trial, God always restores the people at the end of it. If they withstand and if they persevere and if they if their true their true color or their true merit or their true desires are are, you know, in line they always are blessed with more than what they had before the storm. So I guess, um, I don't know. I'm not, it wasn't to, to say, you know, endure your storm, but you should, I guess, you know, I did, that's the, the message that I wasn't kind of thinking about. I was thinking more about having faith, you know, having a faith with a perspective, having, having faith and a larger perspective of circumstances. But it could very well be endure the storm because it is it's for your good a and b god is not only with you before the storm he's with you during the storm and he'll be with you after the storm so have faith in 
the size of the God that you have again over the circumstances. So it's just my just my thoughts on on that that scripture and on what those two pastors were talking about and even how it happens so much how you think, you know, something happens, God, what happened? I thought I thought you loved me. I thought that that and that doesn't mean that you you don't love them because I love my children immensely, but if they were to fall and scrape their knee, that doesn't mean that I don't love them because I didn't protect them from a scraped knee. I can, and even at, at my, you know, my ability, I can treat the wound if it's not too bad, or if it is too bad, I can take them to a hospital. So overall, I can, I'm bigger than whatever the scraped knee is. And that's me as just a, a human dad, you know? So we have to imagine and we have to believe uh, we have to be fully persuaded. <laughs> we have to believe that that the God we serve is much bigger than the, the circumstances that we may currently be in or, you know, be dealing with. So a lot of big thoughts there. A lot of uh, big uh, faith, faith things as as is my trend. But um, I just encourage you to 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 persevere as you can. And persevering doesn't mean to not be upset it doesn't mean to not be afraid. It doesn't mean to not not have concerns. But even in those, you can trust in God and communicate. When you when you pray and when you talk to God, tell the truth. Tell him I'm scared, but I trust you. I'm you know, I'm angry, but I trust you. I, I think I think the honesty, you know, without being disrespectful is is appreciated. Just to be honest, like I you know, if you're scared, say you're scared. Like I have, you know, if my son was hurting and he said he was scared, I wouldn't be mad at him for being scared, even though I know that it's not a, a huge deal. I wouldn't be mad at him for being scared. I would appreciate that he loves me and trusts me enough to tell me that. So just my thoughts, guys. So you have a good day. Please walk Sparky for me. No way. <laughs> I'll throw in a caramel frappe. Ooh, make it a large deal. Get a sweet deal. $2 any size McCafe beverage on the McDonald's app. Between you and me, Sparky, I would have walked you for free. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 4322 or participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. McDonald's app download and registration required.